Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people all over the world. Tonight, oh man, we've got an interesting episode. Um, I think this episode of Married at First Sight was um, eye-opening for me, and I think mm. for others. Um, before we get into that, Jay, do you have any updates about Married at First Sight or The Bachelorette? With our, Did you watch The Bachelorette? I actually, so I don't know if it's because I don't have to, but I've been it's tuning in. It's easier to watch. It's yes. a lot easier to watch. I've been tuning in because Michelle is just so lovely. Like, she's okay, beautiful. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk about this episode. Like, she's so gorgeous. Like, the outfits that she wears. She wore this, like, fuchsia dress, like, towards the end of this episode, I think stunning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i only caught i caught bits and pieces i was in and out but it seemed like one gentleman was like stirring up some shit and didn't want to own up to it it was giving me like last season um what's that guy's name from kate's season which guy i don't know because a lot of them were just Mm -hmm. ridiculous but this guy basically like lied on the house and said that they were talking about her and like her dating this other guy that was that's also in the house or okay i'll tell it yeah um, tell it because i was just like to it i was like the fuck's going on here y'all okay y'all so um remember i told y'all about what happened in last week's episode i mainly talked about nate because nate and i also mentioned the guy ryan who had the the cheat sheet um who got eliminated who i didn't tell y'all about was this guy named joe Um, who's also from Minneapolis, which is where Michelle is from. Um, So they're from the same city. They both play basketball at the same time. They're like the same age. So they were like comparable to each other, I guess. Of course, she played in women's and he played in men's. He's on the show as well. So when he walked out of the limo the first night, he introduced himself. He said something, something. And she was like, do I know you? And he was like, I don't know. You have to find out or whatever. And she's like, is your last name Coleman? And um, he was like, yeah. She's like, I slid in your DMs. So I guess that happened. (laughs) At some point in time in her life, she slid into his DMs. Jeez. Um, So as she tells us, she slid into his DMs a while ago, like before she was ever going to be The Bachelorette, before she was on um, Matt's season. And they had like a really brief exchange where he kind of just fell off the map. And on the first episode of this season, she addressed it. And she was like, you never, like I never heard back from you. He essentially said he was going through a hard time, and um, that's why he didn't continue communicating with her. Mm, So he's that guy in Insecure. What's his name? The guy who was going through a tough time when he ghosted her? What's his name? Kendrick. Kendrick. Well, that's his real name, right? Yeah. Fine. Um, (laughs) He's short, though. He's kind of short, but yeah. I don't mind. Uh, (laughs) I can make it work. Um, Anywho's, so... Yes, uh, he said he was going through some, a rough time because it was around the George Floyd stuff, I think, which oh wasn't that Lord. long ago, um, time-wise, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, wait. They're in Minnesota, right? 
Yes. Oh, interesting. And so he said he has a business, and his business was affected like by the riots and stuff like that. Oh, so he said there was just a lot going on in his life, oh, and Michelle no. was like, "You should have communicated with me. I would have. You don't think I would have understood? Like I'm oh. from the same place. Like you could have told me that." Yeah, so that yeah, was all true. first episode. This yeah. episode. Um, they see, did, this, like, see, all that drama is so much better than, like, anything that happened in Kate's season. <laughs> mm, I mean, the fact you keep calling this girl Kate. Oh, Lord. What's the girl name? Katie. Oh, shit. Katie. Okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. By the way, spoiler alert, Katie and uh, What's-His-Face broke up because oh, no. that wasn't going to make sense anyway. Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> um, so this episode, one of the group dates was, like, um, a basketball date because... Again, this whole basketball theme. Michelle played D1 basketball when she was in college. And so on this basketball date, I think it's maybe 10 guys who do a five on five. And the guy from Minnesota, his name is Joe. Um, he's on the losing team, but he somehow gets the MVP medal and ends up on the group, the after date. The rest of the guys on his team don't go on the after date. And so she, st- she pulls Joe to talk to him and say, like, I saw you trying really hard, blah, 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 blah. And they're talking for a long time to the point where the other guys are like, she's been talking to him for a while. He's from Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. Do you think they know each other? Maybe they dated before this. And then there's this guy, Jamie, who had been on, he had been on a solo date with her. He got the solo date this week um, and told her that his mom committed suicide while on the solo date. It was not great timing. Um, it was a little intense, but anyways, so everyone's like, yeah, she spent a lot of time talking to Joe. I don't know if, if, you know, I'm going to have enough time to talk to her. She talks to everybody. Joe ends up getting the group rose for the date that he wasn't supposed to be on. And so that creates a little bit of stir in the house where people are like, it just seems like he shouldn't, it seems like they might know each other. Most of the guys are like, I don't care whether she knows him or not, because I'm not going to use my time with her to talk about him. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. It does. Um, and they're like, you know, she doesn't say she knows him. And Joe is, he hasn't been like very boisterous in the house. He's kind of like really just quiet. And he hasn't said that him and Michelle may have known each other. or He hasn't mentioned anything. He's just like going with it all. Um, but this guy, Jamie, who went on the solo date with her, he says he feels like they, like it's supposed to be an even playing field and that this guy, Joe, may have a leg up. So he's mm. talking about it to different people, and everybody else is like, man, I don't care. I don't care. And he keeps talking about it. Then he's like, well, he says in his little confessional that he needs to talk to Michelle because he wants to know the truth, and he doesn't want to date her if this is not the truth, that she hasn't been honest, which he kind of said something similar before he went on his solo date. He was like, well, I need to see if I want to date her too. If I don't want to be with her, if we don't, I don't feel connected to her, then I don't need to be here, which people were like, dude, you're like doing too much. Um, but anywho, so Jamie pulls her, and he tells her that people are talking about her and Joe. And he's like, you know, people are wondering, like, if y'all have known each other. And she's like, so is the whole house questioning my integrity? And he's kind of like, yeah, which is complete bullshit. So she thanks him for telling her. She goes and, you know, she's upset. She's like, I need to address this with everyone. If I can't believe everyone's questioning me, blah, 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 blah. She goes, recovers herself, and then ends up canceling the cocktail night with everyone. So because the cocktail night is canceled, everyone's upset because this is your last chance to prove that you need a rose. Everyone's upset. You see clips of them, like, all around the house talking, 
trying to figure out like who the hell said something because none of us feel that way, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time Jamie's mom is the word. He's like, I'm not going to tell him it was me because I don't like, I'm, I'm not here to do that. Like, I'm not going to tell them it was me. So people are talking to him and saying like, I know you didn't do it. And he's like, nah, da, da, da. so he's just lying, just lying, cheersing with people about it. And everyone's saying like, this is some coward shit, blah, 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 blah. And people go home because it's uh, the rose ceremony. She sends people home, but she keeps Jamie. He already got his rose on his solo date and she doesn't, she knows it was him, but the rest of the house doesn't know it was him. So now they're kind of concerned, like, there's a snake in our midst. Like, who would tell her that? And that's not true. So, I mean, obviously, they're going to find out it's him at some point, which I think mm. would be quite interesting. Because um, he essentially said the whole house is not trusting you when it's really just him. <laughs> right. But I don't think she's going to go that far. <laughs> I don't think she's going to go far with him anyway. I personally don't find him attractive. I don't think Ugh, what he girl. just did was attractive. Um, he's not attractive. I'm like, Ew. <laughs> he's not attractive. I mean, his story was touching about his mom committing suicide, but it's also like a lot to put out there on your very first date with someone. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was just very strategic. Yeah, like Michelle's crying and she's like, it's awkward, you know. Um, so yeah, that's where we are this week. Um, some people went home, but most everyone else stayed. Nate got the first rose at the rose ceremony, so team Nate. <coughs> Excuse me. And everyone else was here. Um, I don't think there was any other drama besides just Jamie and his mm-hmm. insecurities. Yeah. So we'll see. But Michelle looked good all throughout the show. She kept her composure really well, um, except for there was this one part where she – she was like pissed off because she addressed the guys and she said, I'm here to answer any questions you all might have. And no one said anything. It was Oh yeah. Crickets. That was weird. And she's like, all right, well I'm going upstairs. And I was like, yeah, right, she was girl. like, <laughs> if everyone's talking about it, like let's talk about it. And no one said anything. She's like, well, well, I'll I guess, excuse myself. And I guess it makes sense because no one's talking about it. Yeah. As soon as she left, they started talking. So I was like, well, Y'all could have said, y'all could have been like, I don't know where this information is coming well, from. Yeah, I it was strange. Way. I mean, someone should have been like, I don't know what you're talking about, actually, because yeah, that would have like, probably what? been more helpful than just sitting there, because I would have been like, well, fuck y'all too then. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as soon as she left, a couple guys were like, have I not been a part of anything in the house? I don't know what she's talking about. I'm completely confused. Mm. So obviously not everybody feels that way. I wish they would have said that in front of her. Um, but we'll see. Overall, she's doing really good. She's trying really hard. She said she wanted to put her walls back up when that happened. Oh, I totally left out this part. Jamie told her, hmm, okay, backtrack a little bit. Jamie was talking to another guy, and he said that one of his friends lives in Minneapolis and saw her at a bar with a light-skinned baller. Mm. He told, he told another contestant this, Mm -hmm. and then when he spoke to Michelle, he's like, yeah, there's a rumor going around rumor. that <laughs> he just keeps spinning it. He's like, Show. there's a rumor going around. Like one of my friends saw you, blah, 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 blah. And? and said like, yeah. And so she addressed that. And she's like, there's a rumor that I was dating someone. And apparently if I'm with somebody black, mm-hmm. I'm dating them. If I'm out in public with another black person, that means we're dating. And I appreciate her saying that because I guess that is true. Um, Minneapolis is really white. And so, yeah. Yeah, needed to be said. Some hard conversations are going to happen on this season. So it's a very (laughs) exciting season. I'm very happy I don't have to take notes on it, but I will fill y'all in as I see necessary. Mm -hmm. 
Wonderful. Well, we look forward to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I support her. I really like her. I like her daddy too. But I, I know they're so cute daddy. together. I'm just like, girl, you're just so great. Like she's just so gorgeous and like just seems like a good person. And Matt honestly didn't fucking deserve her. So I'm I'm grateful, you know, yeah. that we're here today. There was some other drama with this guy named Peter who thinks it's the Peter show, but that was just mostly about him like showing out and being obnoxious on group dates. And some other guy called him a narcissist on the group date in front of the children. And so that didn't go over well, but it really wasn't addressed. Yeah, they had like a spelling contest and they were like, spell narcissist. And the guy put Peter instead of spelling the word. Okay. (laughs) That created drama, but it was very All right. Mm hmm. Okay, well, let's dive right into Married at First Sight. This episode was called... Wait, did you have any Married at First Sight updates? No, I did not. The the Mm. updates that I do have um, actually come up in this episode. So I'll just wait um, and discuss them there. Uh, This episode is entitled Memory Lane and a Dirty Little Secret. These people are not creative. They just don't give a fuck at this point. Like, like, come on. That's probably true. So, yeah, so we come back to, where were they? They weren't Houston. They were in... um, They were in Brennan. Brennan, Texas. Yes, everyone's driving back from Brennan. Just had a wonderful weekend, you know, full (laughs) of excitement. Um, They're all arriving home. Um, It's two weeks, or I believe 11 days, until decision day. Mm -hmm. Get a little montage of everyone driving back, arriving. So great. Um, Bao and Johnny get home to their shared apartment at the Latitude. Bao says that she feels good about the trip, but in regards to Johnny and their relationship, they didn't interact much throughout the whole weekend. She asks Johnny if the weekend was good, and he says that he really enjoyed himself and it was a lot of fun. Then he leaves very abruptly to take a shower. (laughs) There's music (laughs) playing while he does that, and the lyrics are, It's so quiet here. Would you be open to a change of mind? Interesting. Uh. Bao says that she's feeling very frustrated about their relationship and these level one conversations. She said that she's had a level three conversation on an airplane with a total stranger and she is tired and wants to connect on a deeper level. What are these levels? I'm so confused. I know he said he wanted to stay at a level one, but what does that even mean? This is something that I think Pastor Cal introduced I oh. think it was him who was like, you know, keep it level one because <laughs> anytime you go higher, Johnny starts freaking out. Well, it just sounds um, ridiculous, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I guess level one, like as Bao said in one part of this show, I think she was like, level one is nothing that can escalate. So like, how was your day? Would you like a glass of wine? Like just very, Jeez. very nothing conversation. There is a shot of her in this scene where she goes outside on the patio and she starts to water their garden, and she's like, you're dying. And I was like, this is a metaphor for your life, girl. Don't be watering a dead garden. What are you doing? <laughs> Get off the patio. If the garden died in two days, it was already dead. Oh, no. But I digress. I digress. That was tough. Um, so then we get a little clip, 10 days until decision day, and then we go into Michaela and Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach says that he has not talked to Michaela since the couple's retreat. And right now they are going into conversations with Dr. Pepper and he has requested that those conversations be held separately because he don't want to be anywhere near Michaela. Michaela says that she's told Zach that she loves him and she wants to work this out. And she says that it's been radio silence since he abandoned her. And apparently she's been blowing up his phone and he hasn't been responding. 
It is so interesting that language. <laughs> Apparently, he abandoned her, y'all. So her that's just... version of reality is man, so and the way she says it is like she really believes what she's saying. She's the, so hurt that he thing. abandoned her after she told him to go like seven times. Yeah, because she was like, I haven't heard anything. Like he didn't abandon me. Girl. Make it make sense. And she's like laughing and, talking, and I was like, girl, <sighs> this is this is bad. I did notice these. Let's talk about this latitude apartment very quickly. Mm-hmm. When Zach was talking. The cabinets are different colors in the apartment. And I didn't know this before, but it's weird. Like the cabinets above the refrigerator are one color and then Mm -hmm. above the counter, they're like, and they're like brown and white. I mean, that apartment has to be at least like at least 1800 a month. I'm sure I wouldn't want different color apartments. So I need consistent. I mean, different color cabinets. I need right. And I mean, is that is that the trend? Like that is insane. So it seems like they started remodeling it and didn't finish Ooh. to me. But I don't know. I hadn't noticed that with anybody else's apartment, but maybe they got the cheap one. Or maybe this was not their actual apartment because oh, I thought it was their apartment, but I mean, nobody's staying there, right? She's I mean, she's not home. living there, so. Jeez. I don't I don't know. Zach was just back there ready to meet with Dr. Pepper, I guess. <laughs> okay, so Dr. Pepper and Zach uh, connect. Zach tells Dr. Pepper that Michaela has been texting him nonstop. He explains to her what happened at the couple's retreat and says that, you know, once he says that they were on the same page. He told her that they were going to get a divorce and still date. They were all on the same page. And then the following day outside on the little patio or whatever, she just jumped up and just, you know, got very upset very abruptly. And he said in that moment where she was flailing around, he realized that he was no longer going to pursue a relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Pepper says, you know, maybe there's a learning here or something that we can learn from this experience. And she wants to question Zach on some stuff. Zach actually says that he spoke with some of his ex-girlfriends and asked how he handles conflict. And they said that he tries to avoid any confrontation at all cost. So that to him means that his actions shouldn't be causing these interactions with Michaela. Not necessarily the same thing. So I don't actually agree with him on that. Like just because he's not, he just because he's not really into conflict doesn't mean that she won't react in a way that is, you know, explosive. Like I, I don't understand what he was trying to say about that. Um. So then Pepper says that she wants them to talk and hear each other out, and then they'll stop if you know they go over any of their boundaries. And so Zach says that he does not want to talk. He's not there yet. But he can just sit there, basically. And so Dr. Pepper says that it's important for them to be able to discuss what happened because they are still married. And so she will be the mediator. He talks to Dr. Pepper. Pepper explains to Michaela and vice versa. So then Michaela comes out and sits down in this awful wait a minute, wait wig. Wait a minute. Before we, before we, awful wig. Before she just magically appears in the scene. I really wished that Dr. Pepper would have stopped pushing him. Honestly, I was really, this whole thing was really unfortunate because he actually told her I would prefer us to meet separately. And then she didn't honor that. Exactly. Like, it's like, for for me, the way I'm seeing this, and I understand he's not the greatest person, mm-hmm. Caleb's not the greatest person, but if he's requested separate meetings, why are you then at the meeting with him saying, y'all need to talk about it? Yeah. Are you sure there's no hope? Are you sure you did this? Are you sure you did that? And he's like, I don't want to talk to her. 
well, what if you talk to me and I talk to her and we're just all in the same room? This man said he needs space and time. Why are you continuing to push? Push, well, push, push. Because she here, she's an entertainer first and then a doctor second. So, Ooh. like, this scene really showed me that they do not care about these people. This is a television you show. Know, I was very proud of him for asking for his needs. I was like, you go, you tell her what you feel comfortable with and where you're not comfortable. Yeah. And then look at her just run you right over. And yeah, like, she don't care. Well, she, she's here to make you money. You haven't tried it with me. Um, no, I don't well, feel like trying. I don't and really honestly, try today. I want people to see that because this they don't care. Like everyone's thinking, oh, well, the experts, you know, they care and they do this and they really think about the people. They don't give a damn. Like this man literally said, so I don't want to be in the same room with her. I'm uncomfortable. I would prefer us to speak what I want. And she brought this bitch in. She just brought her in. Which well, is he like, didn't no. say I'm down after she like twisted his arm. But like, well, I mean, what was he gonna say? Like, this is a man like, who doesn't well, even like confrontation. No, so he's no, like, well, fine. No. See, but I actually liked, but I liked what he did throughout this. And we're going to get into that. Because I was like, you know what? You didn't want this. And I, I approve. Yeah. Keep everything. going. Keep going. You got it. So, yeah. So, Michaela comes out. What's what's going on with her wig? This wig. I did see it. And I was like, why? Do you feel like a different person with this wig on? Is this like an active choice to change how you've been? Are you trying to separate yourself from your true self? Like, what's happening? And it makes no sense because, again, she's in Houston. You know, I know quality. They got some quality out there. So, like, I was just like, girl, did you just throw this on? And was just like, this is just me today. I hated it. Maybe it was like a wash day or something. Who knows? I mean, after everything she did. A high bun would have been nice. A high poof. Whatever, I don't Look, care. She can't do nothing right. Trying to at make this her make point. sense is not worth your time. Let me save you now. So Michaela comes out and Michaela says says that Zach left her. She said that she kept saying <laughs> with a Please. straight face, y'all. I want y'all to know. Dr. I Pepper can't. is like, Michaela, what's your side? And Michaela with a straight face says Zach abandoned her after she told him not to. There's something wrong with Michaela, like seriously. And I, I'm trying to be like kind because there really is something wrong with her like i think there's something wrong um so yes with a straight face she says that she kept telling him please don't leave please don't leave and he left and he knows that abandonment is her biggest trigger and he knew that and he still left and he did it in an explosive way (laughs) and she says was that the part that just i was like what did i watch she says that was hard on her and even with that she said she decided that she doesn't want them to ever get to that point again and they need to figure out their feelings and she said she, she loves him a different show. she loves him she doesn't want to lose him and she's upset because he never responded to her calls and her texts and she's tried and tried and apparently thrown a hail mary and there's nothing else she can do <laughs> this is a very dramatic description she's insane i mean i'm i want to be i don't i okay. <laughs> she's nuts <laughs> like, Girl, I was talking with some friends about this and I really wish they continually evaluated people to see if they are fit to continue filming. She should not be filming. They should not be exploiting her at this level. She's not in a good space. There's nothing good coming from this for her. I agree. I agree. Like she's definitely, but this is like less, I mean, but this I is entertainment. entertainment. Yeah. Like they don't care yeah. about her. They don't care about her and her this mental This reminds state. me of like, what was that? I saw on social media, Tamar 
had when she had a suicide attempt or something. Oh yeah, and they still tried to film her after, and it's like yeah, yeah. and they like wouldn't let this woman out of her contract. Like this is insane to me the way this <sighs> operates. It's like the money. no one's checking on this woman. She obviously is going through not Tamar, but Michaela obviously is not in a good headspace at all, no matter what she says. No. But yet, like, let's She's... keep filming her. Let's keep pushing her to have these conversations. Let's let Zach do, like, it's, 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 it's just very orchestrated. So then Dr. Pepper says that she tells Zach that Michaela is saying that she is in love with him. She was like, <laughs> I think that's the gist of what she's saying. And I was like, girl, shut up. That's- and her perspective is she asked you not to leave and you left, which was difficult for her. I was like, Dr. Pepper, you are such a fucking fool. Let's stop lying. <laughs> like, girl, in love with him? She never said that. Well, she did say, like, I love him, I care about him, I didn't want him to be unsafe. That doesn't but, like, mean she's in love with the, him, but that's not that's the not gist. The, yes, that's not it's the not important, important part of the conversation. So then we get a flashback of her telling him to leave, go home, bye-bye, go, what you still doing here, leave. Yeah. So that we oh, all yeah. remember that she told him to leave. And so Zach, it, some would say, at some point Zach's just like, you know what? I can't, I can't even speak right now. I can just listen. I, I cannot offer up any, any words. <laughs> so then Dr. Pepper says that Zach has found these weeks very traumatic. And part of it is the explosiveness of your reactions, getting up, yelling, language, high drama. Mm-hmm. Michaela says that Zach tries to paint her out as this crazy, inconsistent person. He says I have these reactions and he has no evidence of me acting in a bad way. Okay, pause, press pause. I had to pause on my TV when this happened. And I was like, does she really say he has no evidence of her reacting poorly to anything she, to anything that's gone on between them? That's what the girl said. He may not have seen her slamming the toilet paper in the Lysol wipes. He may not have seen her flipping the pews at or flipping the <laughs> flipping bench tables. The at the barn everything is church he may have not seen that but what about these text messages that you send him what about you taking stuff out of the house what about you moving out this is the second time you moved out and we're still not the full 60 days into the into the experiment and then she literally says after that that this is an example of him abandoning her and she says is it really me the fact that you have to ask yourself that is indicative that we, she doesn't have a lot of awareness of what's going she on. She really with her. doesn't. And I it's it's really sad. So then Zach says, you know what? I've reached my limit. Hopefully one day we can talk about this, but today is not the day. And so he leaves. And honestly, I'm like I'm so happy for him. Made. Absolutely. Like he removed himself from that fucked up situation that he should have never been in because he requested separate meetings. You know, Good for him. And also in this situation, I did think it was very interesting. He left, was allowed to leave. And Michaela just sat on the couch and did not have an explosive reaction. It seemed like she might have wanted to flip Dr. Pepper to me. But she was <laughs> able to control herself. She couldn't, though, because I think she knew, like, look, I can't, you know. Now I'm not having explosive reactions? Yeah. Girl. And that was not the time. You know, I can't she's do that learned. with these people. This was the example that she's learned. So I think... I'm curious. I feel like that might be brought up later. Like, oh, when you want to leave the Dr. Pepper meeting, I didn't hold you back. Mm-hmm. I didn't like do it. I just would stay calm. I'm calm. Like, girl, you're not calm. But, but what's interesting is that Dr. Pepper asked her, she's like, well, is there anything that you've regretted about these moments where you get very explosive? <laughs> and homegirl says that she regrets having a panic attack when he left. That's she the only thing she She also said she's non-threatening. A panic attack? Yes. She's okay. Michaela says I'm non-threatening, and 
um, Dr. Pepper's like, well, there's been some ugly scenes, whatever. A panic and attack. So for her, it was a panic attack, and she felt scared, abandoned, traumatized, sad. She named a bunch, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of Yeah, scared, abandoned, terrified, traumatized, mad. She hasn't felt that way since her dad. And she was so afraid of him leaving, and her head leaving and getting on the road that equaled death. Girl. If something equaled death to you, why would you encourage someone to do to it? To leave. Right? You, you told him like 10 times to leave the premises Mm. you called your sister and said he's zachary's having a problem you know can you come pick me up so you were totally fine with them Michaela. exactly now mind you her dad did die in a vehicular accident and i get what she's saying but in this case that does not apply because you can't just twist it to fit the situation Michaela. you can't just be like oh well actually i thought he was gonna die Sorry, but honestly even Dr. Pepper said something that I actually agree with and she was just like you cannot project that loss on everything Dr. Pepper might know something about something I mean I know she has a doctorate but she still is an entertainer first and foremost (laughs) like she should have never been in there that's not Uh true you do have to study but what don't you have to do dissertation you have to do a dissertation is her dissertation on entertainment or is her dissertation on something else I don't know the girl that felt like shade I'm just saying, like, you know, when you're a doctor, you're very specialized. Mm-hmm. You do research, you know. I'm going to look her up and see. I want to make sure she even had her thesis. Yeah, what's her doctorate in? Let me see. Are you looking or shall I? I was going to look it up because I'm intrigued. Like, where you got this degree from? Is it real? What is the degree in, actually? Oh, University of Washington in Seattle, Washington. What are the qualifications? Oh, she's a sexologist and a sociologist. Hold on, girl. I, I don't know. A sexologist? That I doesn't sound know. like marriage. Mm. Let's see. Okay. okay. She got her BA and her MA from Washington University in St. Louis. Okay, that's reputable. PhD from Yale. Oh, okay. Well, but what is, like, what is her... Well, then I expect more from her, honestly. She sold her soul. Mm. like that's how you got here Yale looking this this is what you do that's a shame yeah okay so being a sexologist doesn't necessarily mean like you're a marriage counselor well yeah because even here it says that she surveyed like lesbian sexuality and like I don't understand what that has to do with like anything no I wonder if we're ever gonna have a lesbian couple or like an LGBT I hope not because see how they do the, the the how they do these couples I don't know that's true I mean I think it'd be yeah. a disaster okay so her credentials are a little bit questionable maybe not the best fit for this show I think we can all agree um but she's been married for a long time I think a lot of times people use their own marriage as the basis of their advice I suppose but, so mm-hmm. yeah so so yeah so that was the whole situation with Michaela um, we get into a little montage of everyone um, taking trips down memory lane, seeing where they grew up, returning to their roots, and they're all going to write this horrid letter to themselves um, to reveal something vulnerable to their spouse. The letter I, bothered you? I hate this. I hate it. I just hate oh, it. Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't like it. Like, it makes Why? me uncomfortable. Um, just writing a letter to your child self, like, I don't even know what I would say. Like, I don't know. And I don't care. Like, it's just weird. So, yeah, I, don't I think like it's it. a good exercise. I don't think it's anything that you should broadcast on TV because it's very personal. <laughs> right. But, I mean, if you're going to do the assignment full out, like, it's probably going to be very personal. It's going to be hard to write. But if you're going to share it with your partner who you're not even on good terms with on, mm-hmm. you know, national television, like, I'll probably make a fluff piece, but. 
Yeah, I would do like um, what's his name? Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean like blah yeah, blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Um, so we get to bow on Johnny. Um, Johnny brought us to his uh home in Houston, and he brought some photos. Um, he's got pictures with him and his grandma, his cousins. He spent every weekend with his cousins, and apparently he had a sister. Did we see sister at the wedding? I don't think so. I don't recall. I didn't um, remember that. Yeah. So, and she's never been interviewed, so that's weird. Um, he says the memories of his dad weren't great. Um, he said that he has daddy issues. Not having a dad in the house to show him how to be a man and how to be a husband has really impacted him. And maybe he has issues that stem from his dad not being there. Probably so, Johnny. Um, he reads his letter to himself. He was not a happy child. And honestly, the language in this letter was a bit performative. Um, amigo. I thought that and was interesting, too. And- when he said, I, you weren't a happy kid. And I was like, were you? Were you? Not? I don't know. He says that he had a different mother. Was definitely weird though when he said Yeah, that. like amigo <laughs> and he said something else. Not bruh, but he said something else to that effect and I was like, What are you talking about? It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. weird. <laughs> yeah, it's so he weird. said, um he says that he had a devoted mother who provided for him and a sister. And in the letter he also said that he needed to forgive his father because his absence was his choice, but it wasn't his dad's fault. It wasn't his dad's fault, but it was his choice. So I think what he was alluding to was like his dad. This was also a little. It was strange. Kind of screwed with the reasoning. He kept saying that if it were up to his dad, they'd still all be together because he Uh asked his mom to start over, but his mom didn't want to. Apparently he flew them out to L.A. and bought a home or something. His mom was like, Said he would buy a home and his mom was like, I'm tired of your shit. Right. Don't do it anymore. Don't come back to Texas. And he actually never came back, so. Yes. And so on one hand. in my in my mind. Yeah. And so on one hand, he says that he's proud of his mom because she didn't want to live like that. But then he feels bad for his dad being alone. So I'm like, so which is it, Johnny? Because like, this is very on par for Johnny. You know Johnny is very confused. Yeah, I'm like, which is it, Johnny? And honestly, he like, know. he should have been in therapy, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> like, this is just, like, yeah. it's too much. And so he says that he should be happily married, but for some reason he's not. And what is it? And I'm like, Johnny, it's you. It's you. This was a little bit of growth. He did acknowledge his daddy issues. But, again, I don't think... The way his parents broke up makes a lot of sense to him. He obviously knows what happened, but in his mind, he can't really get around. Like mm. he's trying to give them both like some grace and understand both sides, but it's really not benefiting him. Yeah, which is is the tragic part. And then he's saying, you know, divorce doesn't happen in Asian families. They just supposed to work it out, and you know. So I don't. I don't know, Johnny. Again, he needs probably a couple years of therapy, maybe like five yeah. before he can. I agree, though. He's got some get issues. to a good place. He, he really needs to like, you know, unpack a lot of stuff. Really and truly. He really does. Absolutely. Like, yeah, because him in sad. relationships, like he is just not uh, he's not fit to be a partner right now. Mm-hmm. Like he needs to really spend some time on himself and like figure out just what he wants. Like, do you want a family or do you just want one because, you know, your family was not 
the American, you know, family that you saw, you know, the 2.5 kids on a picket fence. Like, do you want, do you really yes. want that? Or do you think you need that? Like, do you want to just be alone? Like, what do you really want? Like, I don't feel like we spend enough time thinking about, you know, what our life really yeah. looks like. I mean, like. that letter was very revealing. I yeah, think it was, picked it was up a on lot. it too. On like how he's perceiving things. It's like, dude, you... You, you have some things twisted. Yeah, he's he's got some some healing needs to happen, as a young man would say. Yeah. He'll probably be really great once he's healed, because I see that he wants to be in a relationship, and sometimes he seems really good, but mm. with all this stuff in the way, it's really difficult to to get him to that point. But. I don't know. I've heard him talking on unfiltered, and I don't. He sounds awful. <laughs> like he really needs he's therapy. He's not the most genuine. <laughs> he's I mean, not. He's I'm like, who do you think you people? are? Like, exactly. look at you. Like, come on, Johnny. Girl, I don't pay him no mind. He needs a hug, and he needs to see his daddy. He's so he insecure. And then I think he could be great. I don't. I mean, I don't think his personality is the best, but I think a lot of what he's saying is just insecurity and mm-hmm. um, a lot of mimicry. Absolutely. Of what he thinks things should be and how he should be. Like, he should be this cool guy with these. What did he Oh, when he was talking about, I never had, like, new kicks or whatever. <laughs> new kicks. Like, like, the language. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Like, language, just like, speak plainly. That's how he would talk to his little self, I guess. I don't know. Again, odd, odd, odd. But Bao was there, and she was listening, um, which seemed to be seemed to be good, but... Um, yeah, she did, I guess right after this is when she asked, like, what was your mom's breaking point? And that's when he gave us the whole thing about his dad had so, so showed them the house in LA and his mom didn't want it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. gonna make things better for her. So Ooh, there we go with that. We are now 10 days from decision day and we're meeting with Mirla and Gil. They are driving through the hood he's driving um the bmw which i don't think is his no it's um, hers mm, you know <laughs> mirla says oh they're hanging clothes outside like in the village so <laughs> she's, in the vil- okay <laughs> yeah. i guess they're putting clothes on the line or whatever she saw that and it reminded her of home i guess so he says he has been back in 22 years um they're dressed very interest. They're like both in these denim outfits, like denim on denim. Yeah, I don't really know <laughs> what's strange. going on. Also, I don't know if you all caught this. There's a shirt in this episode that Zach is wearing, but Ryan is also wearing the same shirt. Mm-hmm, this black and white shirt. I was like, where's this from, yeah. Zara? <laughs> it's very noticeable just because it's like high contrast. Zach is wearing it in his conversation with Dr. Pepper, but then Ryan's wearing it later. And so I was wondering, like, did they buy these together? It's just kind of weird because they're on the same episode. I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have noticed it otherwise, but exactly. it's a noticeable shirt. Anywho, um, so Gil says he hasn't been back in 22 years. He talks about getting into fights on the basketball court in this neighborhood. He shows his apartment. He's like, oh, this is where my dad was actually shot at. He tells the story all over again, um, gives us a little bit more detail and says like his dad had his back to the door and the guy shot through the door, hitting his dad in the neck. Gil called the ambulance, and then once they got to the hospital, they told him, like, oh, your dad passed. And he says he didn't even process it. It didn't hit him for, like, two weeks. He was just like, okay, and I guess went home, went to school the next day or whatever. Oh, Lord. I know. So he talks about it. 
Um, Mirla's there, supportive, you know, because they, this is something they bond over. Um, but Gail kind of wonders, like, you know, I wonder, like, what my life would be like if my dad was still here. It would be different, probably. Um, and that's kind of all that scene. They're just, like, walking down the block mm-hmm. in this, like, apartment area. Um, from there, we transition to Rachel and Jose, and you can cover them. They're not my favorite. Okay, so... Jose brings Rachel to one of his childhood homes. His parent built this house. His parents built this house together, and he says that that's the first image of teamwork he saw. They moved there because the Perlin School District was good, and Rachel says that that's something that they have in common. That they both come from divorced homes, but also like good, wholesome homes. Um, he shows us this this photo with him and his sister. These glamour shots that we used to take. Oh man, <laughs> it was I have so some funny. Shots. Mine looked better than that, though. I think mine. I looked like I had braces. Like, oh my gosh, it was so what a time, you guys. Um, so then he says he pierced his ears himself in third grade. Um, so then this is where we get into some interesting territory, um, because he says that even though they had this house, they weren't really well off and they ate rice and beans like every day, uh, cause they didn't have a lot of money. And so Rachel says that she never felt like rice and beans wasn't a money thing. It was just a very Hispanic thing because that's what their culture eats. And so she says that she wants to know, you know, what he's comparing, you know, well off to like, mm. you know, because they had a home, like. She feels like they were pretty well off. So what does having it all look like to him? And I was like, that's a great insight, Rachel. Because I, too, was confused. Um, I really appreciated her saying that. I was glad she noticed that he was like, oh, I felt hella poor eating rice and beans. And she was like, well, I felt like, Hispanic. As, as, I just right? felt Hispanic. That's like him <laughs> saying that that's like us eating like from like we're, I'm from Louisiana. So we eat like a lot of red beans and rice. So that's like his way of saying, oh, we eat a lot of red beans and rice. We was poor. And it's like, um. I mean, red beans. I mean, not red beans, but beans and rice is the culture of a lot of people. A lot of yes. people eat beans. Like, we eat red beans <laughs> and rice. Like, I'm like, you know, other cultures eat. Rice I'm, is widely available. Yes. And it's from everyone. all of our cultures, really. If you want to really get into, like, you know, the Mexican, like, African, Indian West Asia, like I mean, yeah. it's in all of our cultures, so I don't understand what. But this he's is the thing, y'all about. know he likes steak and lobster, and so oh, like even when they were true. having that fight, he's cooking up steak and lobster, and it's like the lengths that he goes through to be extra is too much for me <laughs> because like he was trying to make a point, and it's like, but you failed. <sighs> yeah, and Rachel's right because she's like, y'all had a whole house, y'all built a house, right? But you How think y'all you think was you're poor? poor? <laughs> <laughs> in Perlin? Come on, sir. So, yeah, I, I think she's right to be like, what is your version of having it all? Because, like, I don't understand. I'm glad she's asking the important questions because, girl, right. he, gonna, he might think you're poor. Who knows? Hello? If you eat beans and rice, apparently, you just ain't got it like that. That was so strange to me. Like, honestly, a lot of us need to return to eating beans and rice every day because, like. Mm, it's not bad. It's really not. I mean, that's fiber. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's good for you guys. Okay, so then we get to Bow and Johnny. Oh, God. Yeah, you take it. I'm tired. Oh, I'm so tired so of this. This more, episode was More trauma, you guys. Soul. More trauma. <laughs> um, so Bow brings them to what I thought was just a park. I was like, there are no houses here, Bow. <laughs> what are we doing? And she says that her childhood brought her a lot of grief and pain and shame. And she doesn't feel like Johnny deserves to hear it, but there's enough of a, of a foundation to share with him. 
goodness. She says she grew up in a trailer. It was 50 years old when our dad bought it. She showed us photos. It was very old, you guys. Um, mm-hmm. They had fruit trees, and apparently she used to set her Barbies on fire. Lots of mischief. Um, that was kind of weird, talking about putting the Barbies in a hut and burning them. What's I didn't understand. She said she grew up on two acres with no friends, so she didn't have anything to do. But the the but your Barbies are kind of like an extension of yourself. So like those are usually like your friends, like the things that you talk to. Like when my niece was like into Barbie dolls, like she would like you know come up with stories about them and names and gave them like backstories. And, and what so would they all need to burn? That's what I'm saying. Like something's yeah. not adding up, and I'm not sure if I okay. would have really shared that. Like there's some things about your childhood you you just keep to yourself. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like never play with Barbies. I didn't see the lore, but. I mean, like she burns them. I was like, what? I mean, I would have have to been in a really bad state because I did play with Barbies and I like play with their hair and like braided them. Like I like, you know, wash Mm -hmm. their hair. Like I I treated them very nicely. So for me to burn them would have been very alarming. Um, so I'm I used not. To hate when people gave me those things. I'm like, I do not want this fucking thing. I love, I love my Barbies, and my niece loves. She loves her Barbies. Oh, it's just so great. I, I still don't get it, but well, maybe it's you should be with Bella on the field burning them. Then maybe that's I where mean, you belong. Does she not like them, or <laughs> was she like, was that part of their life where they had to die? Like, I'm not sure. <laughs> like, I didn't like them to the point where I wouldn't even like think to play with them like well she said no they gotta you know you gotta get rid of yeah, them yeah they were um, like high on my priority list of things to bring out so then she says that her dad uh was in a lot of grief and he lost everything his brothers and his friends in the war i'm not certain which war this is is this vietnam this was new information right Actually, yeah I don't think she had told us this part before i mean i'm assuming vietnam war that's mm, the war sure. but i mean but we're kind of she's our age so i honestly I'm unsure because my parents wouldn't have been old enough for Vietnam War, right? Um, I think it's a little tricky. Vietnam War, the dates are 1955 to 1975, so very oh. possible. Well, then, okay, no, because my parents were born in, like, let me think, like, late 50s, early 60s. So they, would have, they wouldn't have been able to serve in Vietnam because by the time they'd be 18 – it would have been over. So I don't really know what war But her parents could be older. That's true. They really could be older. I'm really unsure. It could be Vietnam, I guess. I don't know. Because I'm mean, just like, like my dad was born war? in 48, so. Oh, okay. So, yeah. It could have been, it's, I suppose. It's, it's relative. Heavens. Or, okay. you know, like with the draft. They weren't draft people when they turned... Well, I guess maybe depending on what country you lived in at that time. Well, yeah, and I guess I'm confused because if her parents are refugees, I don't know. I I, I feel like that. I, I need wish more she, information. I need more information. I was like, what war, girl? Um, but apparently he was struggling with PTSD, I guess, from the war, and mm-hmm. no one in her family was equipped to manage it, especially not her mother. I noticed in the scene that Bao gets her lashes done. They look really nice. I thought I... Yeah, I saw that, too. And I was like, oh, look at her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, girl, I see you. Um, so then she starts crying. Um, Johnny hugs her. And Johnny does go through a bit of, like, I guess some self-awareness where he says that he thinks that the reason why he thinks it's okay to get divorced is because he saw in his family that it was okay to leave. Mm-hmm. And so he says it's not fair to bow. And maybe he didn't try enough to make the marriage work. 
And so Bao says that they, you know, her family and her parents are much stronger now, but maybe they should have gotten divorced. And they went through a lot of stuff to get to that strong place. And so Johnny says that now he sees how Bao views marriage and how she's so committed, um, considering her family's history. So that was, that was a lot. Again, therapy. Everyone needs therapy, you guys. Let's Mm -hmm. just all go together. (laughs) That's an option. That is an option. Okay, who do we have next? We have Mirla and Gil at the volleyball. <sighs> Their scenes are not doing anything for me this this episode. Yeah, but, um, nothing I'll happening cover it for you guys. Um, oh, I guess the other thing we didn't say about Bao. Her parents. She said her mom was the glue. Um, and even though her dad was, you know, an alcoholic and had severe trauma from the war. They stay together, and now they're stronger after 50 years. Oof, so they've already been married 50 years, so I guess that tells you how old they are. Couldn't be me, um, <laughs> So for her, it's like, you know, you endure. For Johnny, it's like Oof. you leave, which who put these people together? Right? And honestly, like, what do you think? Endure or leave? Dep- it would depend. Like, an alcoholic, I probably would not stay with. Yeah, I can't. Um, I got to leave. Sorry. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> with his, I don't know what his dad did to his mom. Sounds like something intense. <laughs> it sounds like a lot to be like, don't ever come back to Texas. Right? So, <laughs> like, it sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'm at a place in my life where I don't necessarily believe you need to have struggle love, but. Yeah, um, me either. It's it's something people do, and I guess in Asian culture, as Johnny referenced, it's a little bit more taboo to get divorced, only in extreme circumstances, which I guess his mom was like, I don't care. I This is what I need to do. So, transition into Mirla and Gil. Mirla brings him to a sand volleyball court, which I thought was interesting because I kind of expected, maybe hoped Mirla would show us a little bit more of her life. In the valley? Um, in the valley? Is that yeah, she's asking? from the valley. Uh, well, I wanted to see her. I didn't want to see her play volleyball, so. Well, I mean, oh, well, yeah. I mean, I guess um, I didn't expect us to go down to the valley, but I guess I thought she would have shown us a couple of photos. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, she showed us one photo. <laughs> right. I was and... like, Mirla, girl, you just don't want to give us nothing. So this is what happens. Mirla shows us the volleyball court, and she says she's always loved volleyball. She played in high school. She's still fitting into her high school jersey, and Gil shows up to the court in jeans. It is sand volleyball. Um, Anywho, they're playing. They're having fun. Gil pokes some fun at her and says she's like the old lady with her high school shirt still on, even though it was like 12 years ago. Mirla does share some details with us. She says they didn't have a car growing up, but her mom always encouraged her to play sports, and so it was kind of difficult finding rides and stuff to games, but Mirla took that on as, you know practicing responsibility she says it helps her be organized responsible and she would always know how to communicate to her mom like what she needs to get done so she shows us this house that she talks that she's talked about before she said they had a couple of houses but the one she always remembers as home is the one room it's like more of like a shack a one room shack with like four windows um she says we're all jam-packed in there and that's why she likes nice houses and high rises now gill Y'all know I'm, I try to like Gil, but at this point, Gil says he understands where she where she's come from, and he wants her to stay true to that. And sometimes he feels like she's not. And at this point, I was a little upset because I was like, "Why would you 
What does that even mean? What does that exactly? What does that mean? And why do you feel like it's your place to tell her, look, you're not staying true to who you are? Right. And like, so just because she came from nothing, she got to keep that same mentality. And that means she should like ride the bus, even though she got a BMW. Like, (laughs) like it makes. I didn't like that at all. I was like, this is so fucking triggering. I was like, shut the fuck up, broke boy. I don't like when. Like, your intention is to to bring somebody down in that way. Like, she's made a life for herself. She's become successful. She said her and her siblings have all been very successful. Right. And so, what do you want her to do? Like, not live? Like, not be... That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he wants her to do what he wants her to do. And so, he wants her to stop spending money on on shopping and clothes. So, that's what she should do because that's how she'll stay true to where she came from. This is a weird concern for a partner. This is like the things people say, like, when you go back home, they're like, oh, you done got Hollywood now. (laughs) Yes. It's the same thing. This is not something you say to your partner. This is something, like, a stranger says to someone. Right. Because, like, you would benefit. Like, why would you benefit from, like, telling her, okay, well, you need to stop doing what you're doing, even though you've saved, like, three times more than I've ever saved. Stop doing what you're doing. Exactly. It's it's the insecurity is showing. And in mm-hmm. that moment, I was like, this is ugly. He wants, and he didn't say this to her. He said this on his confessional. Yeah. And it's not sustainable. Like, I'm like, Mm-mm. that's not good, Gil. Like, no. you know, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people think that he's just so great for her and he's just a great person. Yeah. But I'm like, those insecurities about her, you know, status and like wealth and what she does with her money. It, it just makes me think he just wants to control. Yeah. You know, she has actually been the most surprising person for me this season. I hated her outright at the beginning, but mm-hmm. like, I really, I, I get her now and I feel like, well, yeah, you. She's very straightforward. She knows what she wants. She's not like double talking you at any time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, but you don't want her like live. Her, like she's earned this. This is what she's earned. Well, and honestly, like if we're speaking, like I don't see when she's dressing. I, 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 I don't get flashy. I don't so. get flashy at all. <laughs> I'm like, am I? I don't. Like, yeah. come on, Gil. She's not dressing <laughs> extravagantly, no. like, in diamonds and chains and, like, hair and makeup every day. She's not looking extra. No. And honestly, when we went to her apartment, like, I expected her to be in, like, the nicest, most modern place. And her closet was, like, not even a walk-in. So, obviously, <laughs> she's, yeah. like, she's she's not out here just throwing money around. Yeah. So, that's what was just so, I, I just don't like it. I don't like it either. We transitioned from them to some other people I don't like um, by the means of Rachel and Jose. Apparently, everybody has to meet with Dr. Pepper this episode, so that's annoying. (laughs) Um, But Dr. Pepper comes in. She's reading the reminders Jose put on the fridge after he locked Rachel out. Things to, like, check on his wife and blah, blah, blah. Things that you shouldn't have to remember to do, but I guess you put on the refrigerator. (laughs) You will. Um... And so she follows up on this question that I hated during the unanswered questions episode where she encouraged uh, Rachel to identify Jose's triggers and make sure she's not doing those things. She follows up on this question and Rachel's like, well, yeah, I learned that uh, Jose, I shouldn't try to talk to him when he's not ready. Well, I do feel like that's reasonable. I don't feel like it should be Rachel's responsibility to find out Jose's triggers. I feel like Jose should communicate. I was like, I I don't agree, but okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jose says he's learned to not be overbearing, which is one of his unanswered questions, like figure out where the middle is so he's not controlling. 
Um, he says after talking to Rachel, he's learned how not to be overbearing and to kind of give her some space to brush her own teeth and things like that. Yeah. They both agree there has been growth. Dr. Pepper says, have you guys shared secrets? Um, and Jose is like, yeah, I feel like we've like laid all the cards out there. There's nothing we don't know about each other. Rachel's kind of not answering the question. Then she tells us in her confessional that she hasn't told him something about the night he locked her out. But she's a little concerned because she knows he feels like once a cheater, always a cheater and seen. Ugh. And then mm. now back to more craziness. Goodness, this episode, it was hard on the soul, y'all. It was a lot. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. done. Mentally wiped. So we see Michaela, and she's on her diary cam, and she says after Zach left the situation with her and Dr. Pepper, he asked for a closure meeting, so they're going to meet with Dr. Pepper again. And this mm-hmm. time they're in a different space. I guess they're like at the clubhouse or something. Mm-hmm. Dr. Pepper tries to start off by setting rules and asking what their goals are for the meeting. Zach says he wants to know how we got to this point and what lessons we can take from this to better ourselves. He tells Michaela, you can say anything to me and it won't hurt my feelings. Michaela says, I fought for this and my passion may have been misconstrued. Um, she stops talking to Zach for some reason. It's like, this part is for you. It starts talking to Dr. Pepper. She says she tried with her messages <laughs> to talk to him. And for Zach, there's no coming back. Dr. Pepper asks, did you two give each other enough affirmations? I was like, this is weird. I don't even know what that has to do with anything. I'm not sure where she pulled that card from either, but that's what she asked. And they both say like, yes, when we're not fighting, like we're really encouraging each other and blah, blah, blah. Like we're hyping each other up. So Dr. Pepper then says, so what you're telling me is outside of the arguments um, and the fights, like things have been really good, but the blowups have ruined it for you. Zach is like, duh, because they're not like <laughs> arguments and fights, they're blowups. Um, and so he says he doesn't care about divorce, the word divorce. He just wants to be in the best position possible with her. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he would say yes to on decision day if it meant that Michaela would speak to him. And I was like, this is weird. Why are you yeah. going to speak to you all of a sudden? I was really, this is where he lost me. I was like, I don't understand like what we're talking about now, yeah. actually. I think they might have clipped a part of the conversation because it seemed to be kind of um But then his behavior just started getting very strange after it that. It did. You're right. <laughs> I, like, I saw what's going all on? this. Because he was like, he's willing to work on it. Michaela says, well, it w- if, in order for me to have to, for me to say yes, it would have to come from him. She says she already has closure and doesn't have much to say about any of this. Zach says his door is open and he's willing yeah. to speak to her. He helps speak to her at some point. Dr. Pepper asked him to hold hands and agree to speak before decision day. <laughs> Zach eagerly reaches out his hand. Yeah, I was like, he's, what's going on, Zach? <laughs> He reaches out his hand and, you know, Dr. Pepper's like, well, just try Michaela, be brave. And he's like, she's not looking over here because she knows she's going to laugh. They hold hands and agree to speak before decision day. He's like, well, do you want to do it after this? Like, we can go somewhere after this. Like, he's Mm -hmm. getting, like, excited. And it's it's weird. The transition of the scene is weird. I don't think we're getting all the pieces because we don't have that kind of time. I'm sure they probably sat for an hour talking at least. Yeah, I feel like some things had to have happened because I was just like, this feels like all of a sudden he was just like, you know what? Everything's good. We can work it out. And I'm like, Zach, are we missing something? I don't know. I I mean, we gotta be. I did. 
Yeah, we probably are. But I did find it interesting that Michaela was kind of like, I've already got my closure. I don't need to do, I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to hear anything else from you. And I was like, well, well. But then afterwards, she was all just kikiing and like smiling. That's them. You know who else used to do this? Paige and Chris. They'd be mad at each other and then they'd look like two dummies smiling at each other. <laughs> two dummies. <laughs> about to walk off into the sunset where Whoa. everyone knows this is not a good situation. Well, this so is Dr. Pepper, good. mission accomplished. You got them to agree to see each other again. Woohoo. Oh, oh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so annoyed. Okay, so then we get to Mirla and Gil. Um, Dr. Pepper comes to their home. Gil's offering her all sorts of drinks, tequila, wine, water, <laughs> lemonade, vodka, whatever you want. She says she'll have all. Hey, reasonable. Um, Gil says that the only thing that's missing from Mirla is for her to have more optimism and more open-mindedness. And, you know, just more shit about her mood and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Mirla says that oh, she thinks regular. that she can, you know, do those things, be more optimistic, have more open-mindedness. Gil says that he's trying very hard for her to not get moody. And when it does, it ruins where they are. Mirla says that when they communicate, they are very respectful and kind. Uh, Gil says I that I told people- you she does not feel bothered about, <laughs> about the things he's well, saying. I'm bothered for her. Uh, so Gil- I thought that too when she said that. I was like... I guess, girl. Some other people have different opinions. Gil says that people that love each other, blah, 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 and then stops and says, oh, wait, no, I meant people that will eventually love each other. So then Dr. Pepper just latches on and is just like, ooh, the word love. And mm-hmm. Mirla says that she hasn't told him that she loves him. She says that she's chosen to love her husband and said that it'll basically, you know, when it happens, she'll be okay with it. Gil says that he has prematurely said it in other relationships and he didn't love them. So he doesn't want to do that here. He wants to be more intentional about it. Uh, so then they talk about budgeting and a down payment on a home. And I stopped taking notes because it was making me very uncomfortable. Okay. Let me very see. uncomfortable. Um, something about, you know, her, he wants her to stop saving or he wants her to stop spending money on clothes so they can save for a home in a year. Yeah, so Dr. Pepper actually brought this up because that's what she does. Um, and she says, have you guys discussed like how much you want to save for a house and kids? Because those things are expensive. Marilyn says they did discuss a 20% down payment. And for kids, Gil says they want enough to be able to afford a nanny and to still take trips. Um, so Gil says in order to that, he's not going to enable certain things like shopping as much as she does. Um, he says if she... he. In his mind, if she stops shopping, they can meet their goal faster. I love how like, you said well, in his mind. <laughs> in his mind, yes. Because he was like, the example he gave is, if it's going to take us three years to reach that goal, but then you shop and it takes us, or if you stop shopping and we can get there in a year and a half, then why would you not do that? Kind of like asking someone to make a <sighs> sacrifice. Like if you go out to the club 10 nights a week, you should go like two nights a week. But the thing is, Mirla's like, but I could I could save more than what I'm saving now and still shop, but I'm also saving a lot right now. Mind you, Gil's not saving anything right now. Right. So it's not necessarily that she has to save. He needs to save. Yeah, and honestly, it sounds like he's putting the responsibility on her to, to come up with the majority of this down payment on their shared home. Yeah. 
I don't. I'm not okay. I with don't that think at he's all. asking for that, but I think he feels like, oh, what? she stops. But inadvertently, he is asking for that. I don't. Th- I don't think he's wanting her to put my money down. I think he's like, well, if she stops spending, then I won't feel like I'll feel a little less insecure for both saving mm. like two hundred dollars a month. Or whatever. Hello, girl. But Mirla says in her previous relationships, if she wanted something, her partner would be like, okay, yeah, let's do it. They would not tell her no. And so I was like, ooh, talk about the past. Talk about whoever else she dated. That's not a great sign that we're going in a good direction here. But I well, think but that's honestly, But I think what confused me is that if she stops spending and saves more, then inadvertently they'll get to the goal quicker because she's saving more. So then inadvertently she will have saved more for this down pa- for this down payment than him. I guess I imagine if she saved more, like if she stopped spending, her saving more wouldn't necessarily go to this down payment. I thought her saving more would be going to her or she just, I don't think it's the I don't think it's about saving more. I think he just doesn't want her to spend her she doesn't want he doesn't want her to shop. I don't think he cares about how much she saves because he's never said like you're not saving enough. She saves money every month. Yeah, yeah. She should tell him, look, you're not saving jack shit. So exactly, don't ask me to do nothing if you're not that's, doing it. That's what I, I just, I don't know this. And this is why it's so tough when you have two people in a relationship in a marriage who one person is making one and then the second person is making like double that. Like it's just difficult, especially when he's insecure. Yeah, I mean, he's so insecure about it that it is, it doesn't make sense. And she hasn't called him out on it, but I'm kind of like, girl, you should probably tell him, like, what are you prepared to save for this mm-hmm. house? I'll match whatever you save. And then we can talk about it. If it's be- beyond that match, I'm not putting more into it. Right? It's so stupid. So I just, I was just like, I was so triggered. I was like, this conversation is, I just don't want to be a part of this anymore. I understand. I oh understand. my goodness. Um, so then we get to Brett and Ryan. I have very limited notes. Mm. Um, so they're out there fishing. Wait. Oh yeah. This, we have seven days to decision day. Oh sorry. yeah. Sorry. Seven days to decision day. Um, so they're out there fishing. Uh, Ryan says that it's the one thing that him and his dad did do together. He says that they didn't, he didn't spend a lot of time with his dad. Um, his dad was either at work or like working on cars or something. Yeah. He said his dad used to like be a part of like race cars and that life. And so that would take his time away from his dad and then his parents would fight about it. And so then he hated the sport because it would take his dad away from him. Ooh, another another daddy gentleman issues. with daddy issues. Um, so yeah, so Brett says that her parents and her family life was pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. I was just like, could we just not say perfect? Like, I don't know. That was just <laughs> triggering to me as well. I was like, I don't want to hear about your perfect life. Um, so then Ryan starts talking about how 2019 was a horrible year for him, and that's when his best friend Andrew. Oh yeah, was taken yeah in a freak work (laughs) accident. I was like, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Um, so then he starts reading his letter. It was just a bunch of shenanigans. Um, and then bow, bow, and then Brett reads her letter. Uh, something about she's got a great life, happiness, live, love, laugh, basically. Yeah, that's kind of the gist of it. Brett reads her letter to her 10-year-old self, and she says she has some really supportive friends, kind of like protect your heart yeah, thing to not like fall in love so frequently. And Ryan um, 
Ryan, after he reads his letter, because he says, like, his family is really important. School is really fun. 2019 <laughs> will be hard because of that. And he, because of his friend passing away, he does get a little emotional about that. But after all that said and done, they're, like, on this picnic blanket. By the way, they're on Ryan's property. Ryan's family's property at this point. Um, and he says he felt good writing that. And he says he feels like the past week has been really, really good. It's, like, the best mm. they've been in a long time. Sure. Which is foreshadowing <sighs> where do we go next bow and johnny meet with dr pepper <sighs> yes girl dr pepper confirms that she gets reports about what happens they all get reports and she wants to figure out um you know the actual updates from them and i'm like who's writing these reports who who's documenting and submitting the reports to the experts because that can in- affect interpretation in my um mind. the producers who else Oh, that's a good point. What what qualifications do they have to write a report about anything? Girl, anyway? shenanigans. So Bao, <laughs> Bao starts talking about the level one conversations where nothing can escalate that I referenced earlier. Um, Dr. Pepper says, well, what are you guys trying to accomplish? Have you learned everything you can learn? Johnny takes it upon himself to answer this question, which we know anytime Johnny starts talking, he shouldn't. Um, he says he has learned everything he... He hasn't learned everything, but has learned everything he wanted to learn, which is, you know, I don't know, like a play on words, I guess. He says he spoke with Bao's best friend, Sarah, um, because Sarah was apparently in the market for a car and asked Johnny about it, I guess. So best friend Sarah asked Johnny, you know, how's the marriage going? And Johnny says, you know, there's a lot of work to do, something like that. And Sarah says, that makes sense. Um, she also tells Johnny she would never date Bao and she would never let any of her friends date Bao because Bao is controlling Girl. and Bao will try to break <laughs> oh you down God. so you can lean on her and then she will rebuild you in the way that she wants. Like, what and kind of says, shit is this? <laughs> Hold on, very briefly. He says that was a turning point for him and that made him not want to try. And as we mentioned before, all Johnny needs is someone in his ear to tell him, go or stay and he's ready to do whatever that person encourages him to do but first of all what the fuck sarah why would you tell someone's husband that you don't like the person that they're supposed to be your best friend girl i was just like sarah like who the fuck is sarah was she at the wedding well she apparently like facetimed Val. we get this little flashback and i'm like do y'all not like your friends? Like, I don't know if maybe like this is flashback. This was is she another. She was before? she FaceTimed um, Bao. Mm. But also like, why weren't you at the wedding if y'all are so close? So like, I'm just like, I've had multiple occasions this week where like people's friends and I put friends in quotation marks are like doing them wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, you guys, these aren't friends. <laughs> like we need to be very, you know, we, we need to keep our, our, our circle, you know, tight and, you know, Bao, I, I, I don't understand how she let someone in who ultimately betrayed her. I think she knows. Well, let's keep going really briefly. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to mm-hmm. where she ends up at. But Bao acknowledges she's made mistakes in the past, but she says she feels betrayed on both sides, as she should. She says she doesn't have many girlfriends, but thought she could count on this bitch. Um, I also noticed Bao has a bruise on her arm in this scene. Not sure why, but it was was very obvious. You know, she's light, so the bruise was, like, green. Um, Shit! I know. So Dr. Pepper asked um, Johnny, you know, what did her friend give you that validated you? Like, how did you feel? (laughs) 
why did you feel like this person was the authority on what you should do with your life? Um, so she encourages Johnny to go through the whole conversation with Val and to uncover why he feels like Sarah is the ultimate authority, which this is so, again, so sad. Cause if this is supposed to be your best friend, I know for a fact, my best friend would never throw me under the bus. Hello to no nigga girl. Say it again. Like, I don't know what kind of friends y'all got out here. I know strangers <laughs> that would never throw me under the bus to somebody like that. Like, damn. I mean, what? To tell someone's husband. That's like me calling up your husband like, that bitch is controlling. I would never date her. I would never let anyone date her. And him taking it and running with it. What? Well, first of all, it's dumb on Johnny's part because he should be like, well, that's my wife, you know, like, okay, you seem to have some, some strong feelings about her. I don't know what happened with y'all's relationship, but he was like, yes, I'm a believer. Like, nope. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just, he believes her because that's what he wants to believe. Exactly. Like, it's just like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have mattered. She could have said that Bao just roasts goats or, you know, practices <laughs> Wicca or whatever. And he would have been like, you know what? You're absolutely right. She that's does. what I'm saying. I feel like I, my husband should be like, uh, Come home, first of all, talk to me and be like, yo, your best friend's talking shit about you. Right? He'd be like, um, had a really weird talk with your friend I tried to talk about her car, and she said that you were controlling, and you break her <laughs> down. I don't know if you need to be friends with her, because she doesn't seem right? like He you. was like, you need to stop talking to her immediately. So, both Johnny and Sarah can truly... And then talking about, oh, Sarah texted me because she was interested about a car. Shut up, Johnny. Does Johnny even know anything about cars? And I only, and maybe that could have been true because of his Tesla. Maybe she wanted to be like, hey, do you like your Tesla? But also, like, no. Like, no. As, yeah. as just no. Like, it's just so bad. So both Very of them, briefly, we get a break from them. We're going to come right back into Bow and Johnny. But very briefly, oh, yeah. we see Rachel and Jose. They have some tension um, because she told him that after he locked her out, she reached out to an ex-boyfriend and he picked her up that night and that's where she was. But she doesn't want him to Oof. feel any suspicion about her and wants to be transparent and honest girl, with him. Girl, girl, girl. Which I guess we kind of have to get into this because <laughs> so I was saying like really briefly, but I don't know, girl. Okay, girl. so it's after one o'clock. You're locked out of the apartment with your husband. You've knocked on the other couple's doors. Nobody answers. You have your phone. I don't know if she actually called Jose either, but let's, let's assume she called Jose. He didn't answer. Because he was asleep. She doesn't call an Uber to go to her house or her parents' house or anywhere, any friends. Hello. She calls her ex, who answers, <laughs> is comes to pick her up. I guess he didn't try to be like, you know, he didn't go in and, like, knock on the door and be like, hey, let her in. Like, he didn't stand up for her. He just came to get her. And that's where she stayed the night. Where did she stay the night? In, the, in her ex's place. Is he single? Does he? Have, does she sleep on the Girl, couch? so many questions. Like, <laughs> we need some more information, Rachel. You kind of just. I don't know, girl. Trying to throw it out there. I was like, that's what it is. I'm being honest. Like, okay, but. <laughs> if. If. If it, like, I don't know. Like, one of the things I, hmm. <laughs> you could have called an Uber. You, you could have called anybody. You could have called all your friends. You could have got a hotel. You could have made Jose pay for the hotel afterwards. Like, there are so many ways she could have played this. But no. My bitch said, Who? I'm calling It's like, let me look at my phone. Who can I call? 
Who can you I know. call to stir the most shit up? Who can I call to piss Jose off the most? She could have called a producer probably. I don't know. So she called her. Okay, she called her ex. This person is like, all right, yeah, cool. Let me get dressed and come and get you. Which is like, wow. I don't know if I called any of my exes at that time if they would even answer. <laughs> like, I would assume you'd be asleep. Like, but you available to come drive over to Latitude and pick me up from my husband who locked me out? Girl, this is It just mess. gives me like... <laughs> You know, like when people are emotional and their feelings are angry, like, yeah. And so she could have like uh, revenge fucked her ex or whatever. I don't know. Cause she mad at Jose like that. He locked me out and I'm knocking and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Telling her story whole time. What are you doing with your ex? There's a lot of people on earth. I think that's a little shady. And I can't Girl. blame Jose for thinking it's shady either. I mean, he, he handled it very well. But I yes, mean, he did lock her out say. to begin with. But still, mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, this is mess. Yeah, I mean, he didn't go zero to 100. <laughs> <sighs> he didn't go zero to 100 in this case. But this is bad, though. I mean, he and he tried honestly, to remain composed. I probably would have been like. <laughs> okay why don't you go back over there but at the same time it's like he should have never see if you don't like her out you wouldn't be in the situation but also like why would you go running to your ex exactly you got your boyfriend on speed dial That's, mm. and then he and then he answered which makes me think why he answering you at one o'clock at night he ain't got nothing else to do besides Ooh. bring you over to his house what y'all Girl, about to do over there this is mess it's bad. It's really, really bad. But here's Even the nothing thing. happened. It's bad. But let's let's discuss that because okay. this. So nothing happened. I find that hard to believe. That's why I'm saying like <laughs> even if nothing happened, but I can't imagine Girl. like you're angry and crying and this man picks you up or maybe a woman. I don't know. Somebody picks you up to comfort you, saves you in this time. And it's just going to be like, all right, well, here's a blanket. There's the couch. Like, I don't know, girl. I mean, I'm sure it's like, do you want to take a shower? Like, here's a nice soft bed. I don't know. But my thing know. is, is like, if you go to your ex, then like the damage is done. So like, I mean, it's done. So like, you might as well, like, you already there. <laughs> so they you already going to, well. you might as well. No. Like, I mean, you, but the damage is already done. Like, by opening yourself up and calling your ex. Opening? Tamra. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) do not call your ex if you're not prepared. Like, I just feel like that was just such a bad move. Like, you just never put yourself in that situation. Yeah. And so my thing is, like, since you did, you might as well. Because, like, there, I feel like, Jose, if that had been, like, any other gentleman, (laughs) they would have been like, you know what? Let's just call it. Yeah, well, I'm also thinking, like, when he locked her out, I don't think she was intending to come back to him. So, oh. in her mind, she could have been like, I'm definitely asking All the more reason why I'm pretty sure something happened. I'm, I'm thinking so, but I guess we'll see. We'll have to see. I don't know, girl. That was mad. I can't really that find a good like, reason why Rachel. anything wouldn't happen. It seems right? like the emotion why would be it? there. Like, let me yeah. think. Let's say I've been married to this five... Five seven man <laughs> on Married at First Sight. He got me out here on camera looking crazy. Locked me out. Dead bolted me. So then I call my ex and be like, "Come get me from this." You call some lunatic. reliable penis to pick and he you up. comes and picks me up, and I'm like, you know what? I might as well just like we already you know, here. We've been here before. Whatever. Well, he don't know. That's bad. Man. I mean, it's it's bad I mean, all around. I- 
Jones. Well, yeah, I don't. I honestly don't think she was intending to get back with him, so she probably exactly. wasn't planning to ever tell him about this. Yeah. But, so, but now she like shit. Now I'm still on the TV show. I guess I need to tell him before I end up on Reddit. Ooh. <laughs> This is so messy, Rachel. This was very messy. This was not her best moment. I'm going to blame the emotion. And if Jose wasn't being a dick, she probably wouldn't have done what she did. Girl, mess. At least she had her phone to call somebody, though. You go, girl. Well, that's true, because I probably would not have had. Like, if I was just if I was just going outside to just, like, drop, to, like, walk you to your car, I probably wouldn't have brought my phone. Yeah. So I'm glad she had that. I wonder if she still, did she have her ex's number memorized or was it still on her phone? Probably still on her phone. I don't think, like, is there a purpose in deleting that? Like, if you just, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Do I have, do you have your ex's number memorized still? It's been a, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've had an ex, but, um, I'm trying I don't to think. delete, I don't think. go through my phone, like, delete people's numbers. Right. Oh my God. It's Hardly been like ever. 10 years. Let me think. Woo. Yeah, I just I'm have don't to go in the... do it. I mean, like, let me look. Hold on. I might. I don't the, know if it, I don't even know if it's a current number. Though. I, but I I don't. But I'm trying to think if I still have it memorized. Oh, I still got a number in here. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I guess keep don't, it just in case. <laughs> don't know if it works. You know, it's probably not active. But I don't know. I haven't. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to think, think, keep it in contact with exes. That's one thing I don't do. I don't do. Yeah, friends, but I, I can't even recall because I've changed. I'm in a different area code, so I don't even fuck. I don't even know. So no, I can't mm. even. I have no one to call. <laughs> well, you know, except friends and family. The Motel shit. Eight. It's okay. always open. They'll that's, be light on for you. Okay, thank you for that. That was, that was so, really inappropriate. Anywho, that's what she <laughs> that's what she chose to do. Airbnbs. Like you had your whole phone. You could have booked Airbnbs. something. Airbnbs. Rachel said, look, I'm about to get some some something for my inconvenience. Okay. That's another thing. Like, did she come did he bring her home next morning? Did she show up in the same clothes she left in? Or like what Child. happened? Because I'm assuming if she go to his house, she doesn't have, like, her brush and, you know, all her regular stuff. So, if you walk a shame back in the house, like, I would have already started asking questions. But, hmm. who knows? Um, that was a bit more of a deviation. Than <laughs> no, I don't know what Sorry. But that Rachel. was a high point. They snuck in the middle of the Bow and Johnny drama. Yeah, that was nuts. I was like, girl. Okay, so then we end with uh, Brett and Ryan. Um, so Wait, we they- go back to Bow and Johnny. Oh, damn, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah, we've got to go back to them. And then we come back to, then we go to Brett and Johnny. Then we're done. I mean, not Brett and Johnny. Damn, Brett and Ryan. (laughs) Bow and Johnny after Dr. Pepper. Bow's trying to process everything that happened. Johnny says it was a good session, and he didn't want to have to bring Sarah into it, but (laughs) he's so passive aggressive. So Val's like, I don't even talk to Sarah about our relationships because she doesn't give positive advice. Like, I don't tell her anything. Well, damn, what kind of friend is that? This is the only friend she has, so by default, it's her best wow. friend. Oh, now we could be friends. Girl, yeah. Call me. So, Johnny says, um, Sarah asked him, like, could you wake up and go to sleep that every day? And he says he couldn't, <laughs> and he should walk away because once he realized that he couldn't do that forever, that wasn't for him. Shit, can anybody um, wake up to you, Johnny? Yeah, so he's like, I should walk away now because if I say anything else, it's going to be very damaging. And Val's like, well, I'm still here. The ball's in your court again, Johnny. And mm. he's like, you always say that. It's the blame Johnny game. Um, so he, again, goes to the front door, puts his little shoes on, and leaves. She says, well, I guess I'll... <laughs> she says, I guess I'll finish your food and your drink. 
Um, and then she's like, back to yoga pants. They have a Married at First Sight branded bottle of bubbly something. Whatever. It's not important. So, again, we end this episode with them. Well, they end the episode being apart from each other because, again, they can't get along even on level one. <laughs> and then we go back to... <laughs> We go back to Brad and Ryan, who really take us to the end of the episode. You go. Ugh, heavens. All right. So she um, she brings him to her place because she was going to show him some old photos. But then she starts, like, jittering and, like, pressing her nails against things and starts acting really weird. And she's just like, I got a text from my friend that you matched with someone on a dating app today. And so he says, uh, I mean, I downloaded it today, but, you know, I haven't talked to anybody. Like, I wasn't active. And she was just like, but you matched with someone today. And he was like, yeah, but, like, I haven't talked to anyone. Like, I can show you, like, I haven't talked to anyone. Ryan, do you know how dating app works? <laughs> like, you don't mm. have to talk to someone to be matched with them, you idiot. Like, you just swipe. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, as soon as it's up, it's up. Like, as soon as you download it and start swiping, then then it's up. So, like, I don't understand, like, why he thinks she's an idiot. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, he's saying it's not active. But in order to match with someone, you both have to swipe. Be active. Yeah, you both have to be active. You can't match with someone who's not active on the app. Exactly. So, if you didn't swipe on her, there's no way she could have swiped on you and it's just been a match. Right. Unless, unless maybe... The only thing I can think of is, and I don't really know this because I actually have never used the apps, but if you, let's say you match with someone, or let's say you swipe left on someone and then you deactivate. And then once you get back activated, once you download the, the app, does it, does it match that, does it match you with that person if that person did accept it? Okay, so y'all obviously know Tamara doesn't know what she's talking about because you have to swipe <laughs> right on the people you like. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> if you swipe <laughs> right and then match with someone, I'm not sh- I don't think if you deactivate it, it just, it might go away. Like if someone doesn't have a profile anymore, it might just say like user. By the by, a little fun fact, Tamara and I met on a dating app, y'all. That's yes, we, we did. Here. It's been we a did. full two years. Oh my Anywho. gosh. So wait, so, so did, I must have swiped right. right. You swiped right on me, and I okay. swiped right on you. And I then we were right. a match, and then we I'm talked, sorry. and then now we met, and now we're doing a podcast. Right, so but I guess, but to that point, it's like, had I, let's say we, I swiped right on you, and then you hadn't swiped right on me yet, so then I deactivated. We wouldn't have matched. So, but what if we matched? But if I reactivated it, will we have matched then? Would it have made um, it like an you would automated have to, thing? Like, I think if. Like, if both people swipe, then yes. But if mm. you swipe right and I swipe left, it's not a match. And so the thing is, he's he had to swipe on someone. The other thing I thought of that might be happening that may be making it unclear is if, if he just made a profile and didn't swipe and then he showed up and heard things. Like, you know, as you're swiping through people, just different profiles come up. So it's possible that a profile for him could have came up and she may have seen like, oh, this is Brett's husband. And they might not have actually matched, but he mm. had a dating profile. Yeah. And she could probably see on the dating profile like, oh, active today since he made it today. Um, whatever. So I don't know. But again, it doesn't. None of that matters. And Brett says that even when he's trying to explain it. She's like, none of that matters because you still yeah. made a dating profile. Well, honestly, and honestly, this felt very performative for Brett because I'm like, sis, 
he doesn't want to be with you. Like y'all weren't going to make it. Like neither of y'all was going to make it. So I guess this is just a respect thing. Cause like the, the well, relationship yeah, he's been has talking been about respect, done. respect, respect. I mean, that is true, but also it's like, but y'all not even going to be together. So why are you even mad? Like, I don't know. I was kind of just like, y'all haven't even had sex. Like y'all have, y'all have kissed maybe five times. Like, obviously you guys are not connecting. So I guess I was kind of just like, why are we making this like such hoopla? Like, I did like that he said, like, I would like to show you, I think. Yes, I like that. I think that was a good step to, like, because I feel like he kind of shuts down. Yeah, so I but like he was that like, he let wasn't... me show you. I actually appreciated yeah. that. I'd probably be like, yeah, let's see. And I well, would, too, for the match. But then at the same time, <laughs> it's just like, she was just like, oh, I don't need to. And it's like, because you know that this is over. So, like, why are we even doing this? Yeah. Yeah. So he apologizes, which I also think is good. And he's like, well, I'll get out of here. And I was like, all right, that sounds like a good idea. Um, So he wants to show the producers that he disabled it. And they just tell him to send it to her, which I was like, good show. Right. So then he sends her this text. I screenshotted it. Oh, good. I typed it out word for word. (laughs) It says, you're welcome to do whatever you deem best for you, honestly. I promise you that I didn't download it with the intention of it being shown as active until after decision day and still have no idea why it was showing as active. I never meant to put you in that position. Mm. I don't mm-hmm. mind. I really don't mind Ryan. Like, I know everyone's just like, Ryan's the worst. I don't mind him. I feel like this was one of, even though this was not a great moment, I feel like in this moment he tried to communicate. And I think he saw that he was actually losing her and was like, well, let me show you. And, like, made mm-hmm. efforts that he hasn't made before. Um, I'm glad Brett put her foot down, though, because it seems like it would take something like this for her to be like, oh, he's not that into me. Put her foot. I mean, finally, I'm like, he's been non-verbally showing you that he's not into you. So finally, and it takes for someone to tell her that he matched with them. For her right. To be like, I don't want to have anything to do with you, which cool. if, if that's what it takes, right. I'm here for it. Yes. Let, let's move forward. So yeah. great that we could, you know, end on a good note. You know, two people moving forward. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's that on that episode. Next week, everybody's going to meet up with their friends, I guess, one final time before decision sure. day. Um, what are you watching this week? So this week, I'm not watching anything new. I've just <sighs> been really knee deep in The Housewives. I've been watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They've been having their four part reunion. Um, so that's been very exciting. Uh, I've been watching Potomac is wrapping up. I've been watching Salt Lake City. Like I've been knee deep in Bravo, you guys. And then Winter House. It's been, I've been very busy. Oh yeah. I saw there's a Winter House. Is it already out? Yeah, it's out. I've, I've been watching, this is like the second episode that was like this past Wednesday. Um, so yeah, so I've been pretty busy with my reality shows. Um, have I been watching anything? I have been, I watched Insecure. Woo! Um, on Monday, uh, because I was really late to the party. Um, you guys don't know, but I'm Greek. And so I was, um, I was alerted to some, some Greek shenanigans (laughs) happening on Insecure. So I quickly watched it and was just like, oh Lord. So yeah, it's been, that's what I'm watching. You guys watch Insecure season five. It's the last one. Y'all, when she says she's Greek, she doesn't mean she's from the country just by the by. 
No, no, uh, I'm Greek, you guys. Like from the, I'm a Delta, divine yeah, nine. Yeah, so. I don't know who listens to this, but I just want to be clear that people. Yes, I'm not from Greece. You know, I am. You know, <laughs> I'm yeah. Greek. So I had to. So I, I was talking with my last sister. I had to weigh in on this on the shenanigans. Oh, tell us your thoughts. I'm interested to hear. So I probably am not going to say something y'all want to hear, but I actually don't think you need to wear the letters to. Um, to show that you are part of that sorority, especially when you're not because you're an actress. So what did you think about them saying the character is an AKA? The character is fine. That's fine. But like, I still feel like she wore that gorgeous, like pink and green dress, like in that one scene that, oh, that the cape thing. Yes. So yeah, cute. cute. And like, obviously I knew she was a K. She already said she was a K. Okay. We get it. You're a K. So then her actively putting on the actual letters, I was like, okay, now I feel like we've taken it a step farther than what was necessary because we already knew she was a K. Why do you have to wear the letters? So, so no, like you don't I- have to do that. My question is, who do you fault? Do you fault Issa? Do you fault costume? Do you fault production? Like, who would make the choice hmm. to be like, okay, and now in this scene, you're going to wear this lettered, what is yeah. she, have a sweater or something? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was the cardigan. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I've actually been looking for a Delta cardigan from a reputable company, and I'm having problems, you guys. Um, yeah, I hear her asking for suggestions. Right, okay. send me some, keep, you guys. Keep going. Send me send me to where we are. But honestly, I think I fault. At the end of the day, I think it's it's Issa because she's the mm. creator and writer of the show, and it's like so nobody on set is Greek. Like no I one had thought. That thought too. I was like, with all these black people working together, Hello? it seems like if this was going to be an issue, it would have been an issue. But I don't, I'm also like not sure, like with all the people on production, like, right. No one was like, Hey, I find that hard to believe that no one will be Greek, but it seems like if, if, and whoever is Greek on production was like, okay, cool. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was just strange. And then apparently like all the cast just like doubled down on it. And they were just like, we talked to AKA and it's fine. And I'm like, but they put out a statement though. But at the same, right. And I'm just like, but you don't have to wear the, like, it was just so unnecessary. Like, we already knew she was a K. Like, she had that gorgeous pink and green dress. Like, it was fine. So, like, when I saw the actual letters, I was like, oh, yeah, wow. I was like, this is crazy. Um, So, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would have had a very strong, a stronger reaction had she been a Delta. Because I would have been like, there's no way Delta would have ever been like, sure, just throw on the letters, you know? Great. No. Yeah, I mean, in AKA's defense, they put out a statement saying that they did not approve that. So. Oh, oh, the plot thickens. Yeah, there was a letter from I don't know what the head person is called, but sister Child. whoever signed it. It was it was on social media, so there was a lot of drama with that this oh, week. If no. y'all if y'all not involved in, I thought AKA like, approved it because I thought that's what one of the cast said. One of the cast alluded to something like that, but they put out a formal statement saying oh. that they did not, you know, that okay, they well in, then. Taking action against it, so to speak. Well, then if that's the case, then like, no, (laughs) you guys. So (laughs) I'm not sure what to believe. I mean, maybe someone in production was like, yeah, that's fine. And maybe like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but that was a cluster. Well, and it was honestly, it was more than that because like they had a line in there about the bros, about the Omegas. I was just like, so y'all just hate Greeks. (laughs) Like, I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck's going on here? Like, 
It's, it just felt ill-informed. I think <laughs> that they probably were like, okay, because we're going to a college campus, we have to mention like black Greek life. But At Stanford. I don't, know how, I don't know how much they consulted with like actual black Greeks about yeah. this. But yeah, it was interesting because I saw like, I saw people going back and forth, you know, you know, mm-hmm. very lively, you know, um, um, conversations about it. And some folks were just like, you know, well, you know, I'm trying to think what people were saying that were just like, well, it's just, you know, they're just people playing a saying, character. Like, it's Molly's, fine. Like, Molly's drank out of an AKA cup since like season one. I don't recall that, but. But even if she did, like the letters are very different. Like if even if she had had on a cardigan that said 1908, that probably would have been fine. But once you put on the actual letters, it's different. So I feel like, again, like if you're more informed about the formal process, then you would have known that. But since I guess no one's Greek on so that's set. How Insecure season five is going. People are probably right. like, get it out of here. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm still going to watch, but I was like, damn, y'all just started off with a bang. I was like, this is, this is crazy. So yeah, it's very interesting. Like I've been having some very lively conversations where we're just like, girl, look at this mess. So, yeah, um, I don't know, guys. But that's what I've been watching. Go watch it. It's great. Okay. I also watched that on Sunday at the designated time because I was super excited. Um, at the designated also, time. At the designated time, I made sure I had HBO Max up and ready. Um, also, aside from that, I started the new season of Wentworth, um, which on Netflix it shows as like a part two to season eight, but I guess in Australia it shows as a season nine. If you guys don't know what Wentworth is, Wentworth is like an Australian um, orange is a new black, but I find the characters have a lot more depth. And so I like it a lot. It's on Netflix. Um, really, really good. Watch it if you can. Um, very entertained. Not in a comedic way. I feel like orange is a new black is very comedic. And mm-hmm. this is a little bit more serious drama. Um, so I'm really enjoying it so far. I just, well, the new episodes just came out like two days ago, so I'm only on the first one still. Anywho, there are eight full seasons or nine full seasons available if you need a good binge. It is a show I've watched for years. It's a show I've cried to at oh, work no. because I was just, I was at work and I was watching it when I should have been doing something <laughs> else. So I was like a little teary. Oh my um, gosh. In the past, that was probably like five years ago, man. But yeah, I've been Time watching the show for a while. It's been on since 2013. So it's been, it's been with me. Um. But again, really enjoy it. Highly recommend it. Can't say enough good things about it. It is Australian. It is on Netflix. Um, yeah, it's a woman's prison. Same, same premise. Um, Oof, Lord. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 really good. Like if you I like can't. drama without the comedy, it's good. I can't watch these prison shows, y'all. We watched. Oh, um, it's a scripted show. Did, I, did you need that? Yeah, show? but still, okay. we okay. watched The Night of on HBO a couple years ago, and it changed our lives what forever. Is that? It's dark. It's a prison show, and it, it's it's dark. It's I dark. Really like prison shows. Well, I'll send you the information, man. That show it it changed my life forever and i was like this is the last prison show i'm ever watching um but yeah i'll send it to you that's a that's a great recommendation though the night of was great and it has that guy in it i forgot his name i believe he's like yes oh my gosh and then um i believe a gentleman of indian descent um riz ahmad oh 
Oh, I guess his name is in the show. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Sorry. His name is Riz. But, yeah, that show is great. <laughs> oh, so good. Okay. Well, I'll add that to my watch list. Any other things for the folks? Also, guys, uh, Megan Thee Stallion um, debuted uh, a couple of songs today. Um, Did she? She did, and one is called "Eat It, Man." Poetry. You guys go check that out. Y'all know Tamra loves. You know I love the, of... the 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 rap music. <laughs> a certain type of aesthetic with her rap. Um, ah. All right, y'all. We're gonna get out of here. Thanks for joining us for another week. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Remind your friends to listen, even if they just listen for like the brief bachelorette recap that we give, because we're watching it. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, we are, even though we said we weren't going to. But it's Michelle. How could you not? She is gorgeous. Man, when her and Tasha were sitting on the bed at the start of the episode, I was like, they look so cute. Look at them having like a little sister sister chat. I um, know. It just felt so much more organic. Like, Katie was trash, it man. It is. It is. So, again, um, Give that a shot if you're needing a little bit of light relief. Um, and then Married at First Sight will be here for your drama for another probably month, I guess. We probably do have another month with them. They got like what? Oh, Lord. We'll be doing this till Christmas? Days. Heavens. No, I mean, at least till Thanksgiving. But they have like 10 well, more days. Well, but then we've got the reunions and shit. Oh, it's, yeah. We got and some Last time. year the reunion was like, well, not last year. Last season the reunion was like three parts, three or four parts. Yes. Okay, so. We have a lot of time. We're out of here. Happy Halloween. Everybody be safe. Um, check your kids' candy, I guess. I don't know why people think people are giving kids drugs. But if you spend <laughs> money for drugs, why would you give it to kids? Hello? Drugs are expensive. You think about to waste them shit on some kids? People Get seem to always think like, oh, someone's going to slip my kids some weed in there. And their Girl, candy. are you like, kidding? That would be that an me. if it did happen. But. <laughs> um, anywho's, take care, y'all. We love you. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,